0: even if they didn't quite know what they meant. They both looked nervous and couldn't meet my gaze, even though they tried. This was all posturing. "'That's great. Really?' I said. "'But what is this show going to be about?' "'Well,' Provost said, leaning forward, then leaning back again when he caught sight of my stare. "'We have access to a vacation lodge in Montana. Out in the middle of nowhere, a really beautiful spot, nice view of the mountains.' We'll have about a dozen, give or take, well-known spokespeople for the supernatural, and this will be a chance for them, you, to talk, interact. We'll have interviews, roundtable discussions. It'll be like a retreat. My interpretation, we're going to put you all in a house and watch you go at it like cats and dogs. Or werewolves and vampires. Whatever. So... You're not using the same model that you've used on some of your other shows, like, oh, say, Cheerleader Sorority House. He had the grace to look a tiny bit chagrined. Oh, no, this is nothing like that. I went on. No voting people off, no teams and stupid games, and definitely no shape shifting on camera, right? Oh, no, the idea behind this is education, illumination. Ozzy, the station manager and my boss, was also at the meeting, sitting across from the two producers and acting way too obsequious. He leaned forward, eager, smiling back and forth between them and me. So he thought this was a good idea. Matt, my sound guy, sat in the back corner and pantomimed eating popcorn, wearing a wicked grin. I had a feeling I was being fed a line— that they were telling me what would most likely get me to agree to their show, and that they'd had a totally different story for everyone else they'd talked to. I hadn't built my reputation on being coy and polite, so I laid it out for Mr. Provost. Your shows aren't exactly known for, how should I put this, having any redeeming qualities whatsoever. He must have dealt with this criticism all the time, because he had the response all lined up. Our shows reveal a side of life that most people have no access to. Train wrecks, you mean. Valenti, who had watched quietly until now, opened his briefcase and consulted a page he drew out. We have Tina McCannon of Paradox P.I. on board. Also Jeffrey Miles, the TV psychic. I think you're familiar with them. He met my gaze and matched my stare, one predator sizing up another. Suddenly I was the one who wanted to look away. You got Tina to agree to this? and Jeffrey? Both of them were psychics. Tina worked with a team of paranormal investigators on primetime TV, and Jeffrey did the channeling dead relatives thing on daytime talk shows. I'd had adventures with them both, and the prospect of spending two weeks in a cabin in the middle of nowhere taping a TV show was a lot more attractive if I'd be doing it with them. What do you think, Kitty? Do we have a deal? I needed to make some phone calls. Can I get back to you on that? I need to check my schedule, talk it over with my people. Most of my people were already in the room, but the Hollywood talk amused me. Of course, but don't take too long. We want to move on this quickly before someone else steals the idea. Provost actually winked at that, and his smile never faltered. Valenti had settled back and was regarding me coolly. You're not scheduling this over a full moon, are you? I said, oh, no, certainly not. Provost said way too seriously. Just one more question, I said. Have you signed on, Mercedes Cook? Provost hesitated, as if unsure which answer would be the right one. I knew which answer was the right one. If the Broadway star vampire double-crossing Fink was on the show, I was staying as far away as possible. No, he said finally. She turned us down flat. Wonders never ceased, but they'd asked her. And she'd said no, so that was a point in the show's favor. Ah, good, I said, and provost relaxed. We managed polite farewells and handshakes. Ozzie and I walked the two producers outside to their rented BMW. Provost continued to be gracious and flattering. Valenti stayed in the background, sizing me up, I couldn't help but think. After they'd driven away, we returned to the building. The summer sun beat down. It had been a beautiful day. A recent heat spell had broken, and the air felt clean. Smelled like rain. I turned to Ozzy. Well? He shrugged. I think it's a great opportunity, but it's up to you. You're the one who's going to have to go through with it.